Hi everyone, Joy here. As you guys know, I have started this podcast originally to share my entrepreneurial journey with everybody. And recently I have rebranded this to focus more on focus and discipline and goal setting and all the wonderful things in between that set us up to be entrepreneurs. And today I'm interviewing Brendan Kelly. So he's a sales funnel strategist, a coach consultant, and he focuses strictly on the avatar in the funnel niche. Um, this is something that I personally struggled with in the beginning. So I am very appreciative of your time, Brendan. Thank you. Uh, he also gives people the insane clarity on how, on who their dream customer is and also how to create funnels um, for them to maximize their profits. Hi there. My name is Joy Nicholson. I'm an entrepreneur, digital marketer, coach, and mentor. I've been diving in deep for the last year to discover what it really takes to be an entrepreneur. Not just the fluff that you see on the outside when you see people that are already successful, but what it takes behind the scenes to become successful. What I discovered was mind-blowing. Millionaires think differently. They have unique habits, focus, discipline, and so much more. Follow along in this podcast where I'll be sharing my journey, the journey of other entrepreneurs, what makes them successful, but most importantly, what can make you successful. I have that right? Is that about it? You got that right. Thanks so much for having me on, Joy. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show. I'm sure that the audience will learn a lot from you. Uh, you have, uh, you've been, you're known in the ClickFunnels community, so I know that you are, you know, you're up there with the crowds and, and making a name for yourself, which is absolutely fantastic. Uh, can you tell people a little about you? What's your story? How did you get started in this game? Yeah, so I actually, um, my, my original backstory, I guess I went to school, I went to college, I did four years and I got a bachelor's in um, public relations. Mm-hmm. So I studied PR journalism and I did a lot of writing, right? Um, nice. But when I got home, I grew up, I grew up uh, two hours outside of New York City. Mm-hmm. So naturally, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go home and I'm going to go get a job in New York, right? Um, that's what everybody does. So I went and I applied to over 100 jobs in New York and literally didn't get one single response from anybody. Wow. And, you know, I, I was just so confused and kind of mind blown because, you know, I, I had good grades. I did stuff outside of school. I had like a special certification that you can only get at like, you know, a couple schools in the country. And, you know, so. I, I didn't really know what to do. And basically um, I was working my little waiter job at the time. And I said, all right, I got to figure something out. Right. So I took it into my own hands and basically I found it came from an ebook on Amazon. So I inside an ebook on Amazon, it was like $2 and it was like 101 ways to make money on the side. Right. Oh, wow. And one that stuck with me was eBay. So I said, all right, I'm going to go do this. And I, basically dug through my parents' basement and started like selling all their stuff on eBay that they didn't need. So that's when I first started and that's when I made like my first like thousand dollars online. I'm like, Oh my God, this is so cool. You know? So, um, I got hungry and I wanted more and I, um, I actually did find a job that I was working, but it wasn't in New York. It was like almost a two hour commute, um, each day. And I, in the process there, I was, I started selling on Amazon and this was a couple years ago now. So, um, so I went from eBay to Amazon and I sold around, um, 50 K on Amazon in like six months or so, but then that got shut down overnight and I started losing a bunch of money. Right. Mm-hmm. So basically I realized that Amazon is not a sustainable business model and I had to go and figure out how I can, you know, um, create a customer list and re- create a real business that's not in the hands of somebody else. Right. So mm-hmm. that's when I went and in the process, I found funnels and, from there, I fell in love with studying them and figuring out what works, what doesn't, and you know why funnels are so cool. You know, um, 
So I hope that answers the question. That, that's kind of how I got started in the online space, yeah. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. Uh, so you would say you're a funnel geek? Um, I'd say so, yeah. I, I've been doing a lot of webinar stuff specifically lately. Mm -hmm. um, so right now I'm a webinar geek, but yeah, I'm definitely a funnel geek overall. <laughs> Sure. So you need to get sucked into it, right? I just, I'm completely with you on that. It's so, so, it's just fascinating stuff. It's just so much science behind it, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. So, um, you've been on funnels, you've been doing this, but how did you start your niche with the whole avatar thing? But before you get into that, just explain to people what an avatar is as well, just in case they don't know. Yeah, so, so your avatar is the dream customer. It's that one person that if you could sell your product to that, it would be absolutely perfect, right? So a lot of us, we end up selling, excuse me, we end up selling to, a lot of times in the beginning, especially, you end up selling to people that maybe aren't your perfect customer or like they, they could work, they could buy your product or they could you know, use your service or whatever, but they're not really like the perfect person. So your avatar is your perfect person um, that you can sell to. And basically how I got into it, um, I, it it's funny because, I got into it because nobody else was really doing it the right, not the right way, but nobody else had a really clear path on how to actually go and define your dream customer. But it's just like, Oh, who's your target market? You know, who's your avatar? What's your dream customer? Or, you know, all these different things that people say, and everybody knows that it's so important, but nobody really had a way to do it. Right. So I went in and I started figuring out like, what are these pieces um, that really make a dream customer that make it important. Right. So, um, with conversions in mind, of course, because I'm a very conversions-driven person, basically what I realized that anytime somebody's funnel was working or was not working, we could always bring it back to that dream customer. So if somebody's headline wasn't good, or if somebody's, um, you know, their copy or their video didn't work, or, or, you know, the design or whatever it was, right, everything comes back to a person, right? Your design should be, uh, mm -hmm. you know, created for that person. Your copy should be created for that person. Mm -hmm. um, literally your images and your videos and like everything that you do should have that person in mind. So um, basically I realized that, you know, if everything comes back to the dream customer, why can't we just create that customer first and mm -hmm. then extract all the information and the pieces of the funnel straight out of there. So that's what I originally did. Um, and I did it for myself, did it for a couple other people and it worked really, really well. So I created a whole system around it. That is fascinating because even when I did the RFI challenge, and I'm sure you're very aware of the RFI challenge, but even when I did that, it was, I learned a lot. That's where I started to become a real marketing, well, online marketing geek. And they teach you about your dream customer, but it doesn't really go into how to create the avatar side of it though. And that I found in one of Russell's YouTube videos of, I don't even know how long ago. Um, so what is your, what is the very first thing to say? For example, I've created my avatar recently. So what I did is um, I would actually imagine who this person will look like. Is that where you start the process or where do you exactly, what is your starting process? Like, okay, this is how you start creating it. It's a little dependent on what you're selling and what you do. Yeah. Um, because for me, like I'm a service provider, right? So um, I have high ticket services, you know, in the 10 to $25,000 range. Then I have mid tier stuff where it's like, okay, it's going to be one to $5,000. And then I have smaller stuff, uh, all the way in the front end. That's really low cost. Right. So yeah. those three people, even though they can be the same person, mm -hmm. um, they are very different at that time. And I hope that makes sense. It might not, but so, so 
you have your product avatar and then you have your customer, like your long-term customer avatar, right? So somebody can go through Russell's books and somebody can go through the OFA challenge, right? And that could be the same person later that invests in his inner circle program. Yes, but correct. So it's the same exact person, but they're in a different state. They're in a different point in their journey, right? So, so it's like a value ladder? Um, like a customer value ladder? I guess you could say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't really have a, an exact word for it, but it could be that same person, but they're in a different point. Mm -hmm. So we have to market to them and it's going to be a different avatar, even though it could be that same exact person just later down the road. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's very, that's a very so, unique way to look at it. That's, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but, but it's so important because people will, they'll use the same language and they'll do all the same things to sell their $500 product and to sell their, you know, $20,000 product. Yes. So, so like, that's why it's so important to have that avatar dialed in because a lot of people think, oh, I could just use what works over here and use it over here too. But it's just not true because, yeah. you know, the, the language and, and the way things look and feel have to be completely different, right? It's like, um, you know, sitting in a Rolls Royce compared to, you know, a Toyota Camry. Um, like, like <laughs> you know, it could be the same person buying a, a Toyota when they're 25 as the same person who's buying a Rolls Royce when they're 45, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but when you walk into the Rolls Royce dealership, you're going to see things differently. They're going to, you know, they're probably going to greet you. They might be wearing really nice suits and, you know, feel really professional and all that. And, you know, maybe they, they give you free stuff and they feed you. I don't know, like whatever it is, that luxury experience has to feel like a Rolls Royce experience. Right. Yes. So we have to do the same thing with our avatar and basically, um, you know, customize it. And, and I, I think I way off track on the question here, but um, where okay. do I start? <laughs> so, so you have it. That's why I, I started here. So where do you start when you're figuring out your avatar? You have to figure out what you're selling. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. If I'm selling a high ticket product, it's going to be different. If I'm selling a low ticket product, it's going to be different. But once we know what we are selling, we have to figure out, okay, um, what is the problem that this thing actually solves mm -hmm. and who has that problem, right? Mm -hmm. So once we get an idea, and basically this is my process, I'll ask, um, I have a big sheet and it has a whole bunch of questions on it. And it's like anything you would ever need to know about your dream customer, right? And we bring them um, through this process. So you fill out like these hundred questions or whatever it is. And it has all the standard stuff on it. You know, what are their desires, their goals, their biggest fears, the problems they're running into, all the questions they have, all that stuff um, in, a, in accordance to your product and how it's all those problems. But from there, and this is where it gets pretty cool. From there, the, this is only an assumption. We have this big sheet and we fill it out and we're like, okay, here's my dream customer. But we're assuming a lot of these things, right? We're assuming that they might run into this roadblock or this problem. We're assuming that they want to achieve this goal for this reason, right? Yes, exactly. Then what we do, once we have that, uh, that worksheet filled out, we go and we actually find those people. And part of that worksheet is where can I find these people? Where is this person? Where do they hang out, right? So we go and we find those people. And we go, we go into, maybe it's a Facebook group, maybe it's um, whatever, somewhere. And we say, hey, look, I'm just doing some research. You know, can I get you on a quick interview? Yeah. So we take our, our person in theory, go find them, and then we get them on an interview and we ask them those same exact questions. But then what happens, which is pretty cool, is one of two things. Either all those things get validated and they're true, what we figured out on our first worksheet, or they contradict us with different answers. But either way, it leads to the truth, right? Yes. So then we have a very good, um, really, really good idea after you do you know, five or 10 of these interviews with your potential dream customer, of what these people actually want and feel and just, you know, uh, what they're scared of and the problems they're running into. So this work gets even cooler, okay? <laughs> um, 
is now it's so, so, so easy to go and build everything else, right? So then we can build a funnel because we know exactly what to say. Mm-hmm. You know, our copy, then it becomes super easy. All you have to say is, hey, do you want this? Are you scared of this? And we already have all the right answers, right? It's almost plug and play. Yes. So, so like, so it becomes really easy to build the funnel, to make videos, to make content, to um, design things, right? Mm-hmm. And it's basically just, we ask them all the right questions and they feed us uh, you know, all of our marketing materials. So that, that's, that's the process. I call it the ultimate avatar. Um, I did a whole, you know, series on it. So it, it's interesting, but that's, that's the gist of it. That's diving in like super deep. I've never come across anybody that dives in that super deep. You, see, you hear all the time, like create your avatar, see your perfect gym customer, see what they want, what their problems are, da, 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 but never this deep. So that is really fascinating. What made you decide to dive in this deep? Like, because um, that's seriously deep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, it's not really complex, though, you know, like it, it's, okay. it, it's simple, but not necessarily easy. I mean, I think it's easy, but it's just asking all the right questions, right? So I, I pulled yeah. together all the things that we use and we do um, as marketers, mm-hmm. and I just put them all on one worksheet. <laughs> and that's all it really is. And, and we go out and we find these people and we yeah. just say, hey, um, you know, do, do you feel this way? Yes or no? Do you feel this way? Yes or no? And they give us all the answers and they tell us exactly how to market back to them. Um, so what made me want to go in that deep on it? Um, you know, like I said, when I first started working with people and like helping them out with their funnels and doing consultations and things like that, I realized that nobody really had their dream customer perfectly organized and, you know, figured out at the level that they need to. Yeah. So so like I said, whether it was their, their hook was wrong, um, you know, their headline, or maybe it was their, their offer sucks or something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's because, and I was able to bring it back to, oh, well, you don't know your customer well enough, right? You don't have that dream customer, right? Yes. Um, because everything is organized around it. So our sales message, um, our offer, like mm-hmm. the way I put things in an offer is based on what people are telling me they have problems with. So if I go on an interview and somebody's like, um, you know, I'm really struggling with this, this, and this, then what are we going to do? We're going to put something in our offer that helps them with this, this, and this, right? And okay. they, they feed us exactly what we need to give them. Um, mm. And basically, I don't really know what triggered like the excitement, and that, <laughs> but uh, it was just working with people. And I'm like, look, everything comes back to the dream customer. Yeah. So I said, well, if everything comes back to the dream customer and we're going in and we're fixing people's funnels by, you know, going back to the dream customer, what mm-hmm. if we create that person first, and then take that and bring it from the worksheet, all those answers and questions that we have and just put them right into the funnel. So that's kind of what inspired it. Have, so you, ever we, I, had, so have you ever had somebody that comes to you and says, okay, bring it, I need your help. I need to find out my perfect avatar. And then as you're diving deep into it and you're creating this person, they realize that's actually not the person that they want to serve. Have you ever had that? Yeah. And that's, that's what's a little difficult about this is it comes to a point where you do kind of just have to choose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you, you have your product here and you have to test. It's just, Hey, do you, do you like working with this person or do you not? Right. Like I worked with a couple of brick and mortar people and it was just, Oh, it was exhausting. Right. I, I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't fun. So mm-hmm. I, um, and, but I, I would never know that if I didn't go and test that person out. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it comes down to just choosing somebody and testing it out and, you know, seeing what happens a little bit. But, um, you know, that's why you go through that process first mm-hmm. of actually figuring out all those questions and everything. Um, 
because then it hopefully minimizes the 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 chance of that happening yeah right, I so you want to tackle it all up front that's very true and i myself i was in a position and i know of other people as well entrepreneurs that i did not serve my perfect customer the very first you know the first six months of my journey and it's mentally exhausting if you're wrong in that space so i am so grateful that you are doing this because you are teaching people the right thing from the very start and <laughs> that's really really yeah. awesome yeah thanks um so as far as the sales funnel strategy go, we've kind of did dive into that now. Um, as a, I'm assuming that is just where you, you know, dive into your customer and then you build the funnel around the person, right? Correct. That exactly. Yeah. So yes. um, now I don't do that service as much anymore. Like I said, I've been nerding out on webinar stuff lately, yeah. but uh, yeah, that's it. So basically it's really cool because once we have that dream customer figured out, it's almost like if we're writing a headline, like, all these questions are labeled. So it's like, all right, question, um, you know, 5A is like, what is their biggest desire right now? Right. And then um, 5B could be like, what is the biggest problem that they're running into? Or what, is, what do they think they need to succeed? Right. But mm -hmm. then what we can do is actually have a share funnel that coincides with that worksheet. And it's like, how to 5A without 5B. Right. And it's almost like a copy and paste type yeah. of deal into yeah. your, um, into your funnel. So once you have all those questions figured out, like I said, everything else becomes really easy. You yes. can write um, all of your sales copy really easily. And it's just, it's not just copy though. I mean, it, it's everything. So it's like the hook story um, offer, just breaking it down in sequences as per their issues, right? Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. But what, what's cool is you can't go wrong because if you, if you figure this out ahead of time, there should be no guesswork ever when you're doing anything. I mean, if you have that dream customer in front of you and you have that worksheet in front of you, um, because you don't need to figure out like, oh, what do these people, what do they really want? What's going to compel them, right? All these things, like exactly. you have it all in front of you, all the answers. So yes. that's what's amazing. Um, and if I could shortcut the process for you and your listeners a little bit, the really big things are going to be um, their goals, Mm -hmm. It's going to be, what is their big goal and what incentivizes them? It's mm -hmm. going to be, what is the biggest problems they're running into, their roadblocks? Um, what questions do they have? And um, I guess a really big one that not a lot of people use is, what do they think that they need to do in order to get there? Oh. Okay. Because it, um, I'm assuming you, you followed Steve Larson a little bit and you know his stuff and your yeah. listeners might too. Okay. So what he did with MLM hacks, which was really, really good, um, which made it prolific was his entire campaign was literally, Hey, I will teach you how to do MLM and make money without, um, talking to friends or family. Mm. Right. And that was all he said. Everybody's like, boom, I'm in because everybody mm. thought that's exactly what they had to do because they've been trained. Mm. Right. So that's a really important question. What do your people, what does your dream customer think that they have to do in order to get that goal? Yes. Yes. I like that. So those are, those are the big questions. Yeah. Mm, I like that. I actually, um, I, I'm doing the Marley Jack's um, video scaling because I'm, you know, upping my video on my, my YouTube channel a little bit. And cool. one of the things that I recently learned from her course is painkillers vs. vitamins. I don't know if you've heard that analogy before. I and have, right. That is something, now you mentioning this, it's like it, it just took me straight back to that because what is the immediate problem that you can fix and what's the long-term solution for them as well. So um, that's pretty awesome stuff. I love it. Okay, Absolutely. so um, 
if you okay what is your secret sauce which we're going away a little bit from the final side but sure. what is the three to five principles or even if you just have three like leadership qualities every day that you are doing you know that is a norm in your life as far as um focus and kind of discipline and, and like around that area so one thing that really, really helps me, um, and when I don't do it, I see a massive decrease in productivity, mm -hmm. is just writing down all of my big things to do the night before. Mm -hmm. Because I start my day, and it's instead of like checking emails and stuff and like figuring out what I'm going to do today, it's already decided for me, right? And I just keep like way more on track. And I have a little whiteboard. Like normally I'm at my desk. I'm in my bed right now. But normally I'm at my desk, and literally right here is my whiteboard of like my big things that have to get done. Nice. Um, that, that is massive for me and that helps me out with productivity. Um, other things, I have one of these bad boys right next to me all the time. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wake up and I drink like 30 ounces of water, literally chug it before I even get out of bed. Um, that's, that's massive. Um, and let's see, I had another one for you. Um, I don't know. I'm losing my train of thought now, but it, it'll come back to me. Don't worry. No, what else fine. we got? <laughs> well, let me ask you this. So as part of the thing, do you, do you like meditation? Is that, is that a thing that you do? You know, I have never, ever, ever meditated. No, oh, wow. I know, I know that a lot of people, you know, yeah. they, they, they love it and they preach it and they're like, you got to start meditating and doing mm -hmm. this. And I don't, I don't know. I just never, it's not that I have anything against it or against trying it. Like, sure why not let's do it I, I just don't think i've ever been presented a really solid like here's how to do it and effectively you know so I, like i think that's um a thing for me why do you like meditation yes i do and it's actually one of the things that i do teach my students because it helps it just really helps to clear the brain like if you're foggy and you just you're struggling to focus um mm -hmm. it's it's one even if you just like do a five minute session before you do anything it really helps to you know to just get your brain in the right space um, yeah, well, tip for you, um, if you want to get into the game, there's a great app called Headspace that you can download on your phone. Um, and you okay. just start okay. with that and it's literally five minutes or 10 minutes that you can do a day. And that's how I get started, but that's about a year ago. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. And then you obviously, you outgrow the app eventually, but, um, it's a great yeah. way to start. What is it called again? Headspace. Okay. Sweet. I mean, yeah, I'll check it out. Like I said, I just never um, yeah. had it presented in front of me on like how to do it. So um, yeah. I'm totally open to the idea though. Absolutely. I was exactly the same. I was like, how do people just sit still on their butt and do nothing? <laughs> because I keep going. I can't do that. And I was like, oh, wow, this is, and it really helps. It really, really helps. It doesn't help the first couple of weeks. You would think like, oh, this is bollocks. But um, eventually, you know, you're like, okay, I can actually see, you know, why people are okay. making this big fuss about it. Mm. Cool. Well, thanks for the tip. I'll definitely get into it. Yeah. Definitely try okay. it out. So, um, who opened doors for you? Oh, oh God. In, in what way? Like, where are you saying? And as far as business goes, as far as life, as far as... Okay. So, you started this whole avatar 
you know, niche now. So let's start with your niche. Who opened the door for you in your niche? Was it a person? Was it just a coincidence? Was it, you know, so what was that thing that said, okay, um, I know obviously you, you mentioned about, you know, starting the avatar thing, but who eventually, who originally said, okay, you know what, this could be a thing. Was it something you just decided? Was it somebody that was involved? Yeah, it was, it was more of that discovery. It was when I was, um, so I don't think anybody else had anything to do with it. It was like when I was working with people and going through their funnels and helping them out and stuff like that, um, that was when, you know, I realized that nobody knows their dream customer and that's what opened it up. Yeah. And I, it's just so important because, you know, it's not just, Oh, who's your dream customer? Oh, it's an entrepreneur, right? No, like that's not good enough. Like what exactly do they look like and what do they want? What do they feel? And, you know, what's stopping them? What motivates them? All of these different things. Um, yeah. That's what an avatar is. That's what a dream customer is. So um, that's when I had the idea for the program and I wrote down literally a list of like every single thing that I would want to know about this person. Mm -hmm. And um, so that that's what opened it up was when people, I was going through people's funnels and like things weren't working and I just realized everything goes back to knowing your avatar. It's so. just fascinating the way that you do it. I don't, I don't think I've heard anybody else that like puts that spin to it, because what I've heard before, and this is even listening to the funnel gurus out there, um, if your funnel doesn't work, go back and tweak, and go back and tweak, and go back and tweak. Tweak your hook, tweak your offer, tweak, tweak this, tweak that. But I've never heard anybody ever says tweak your customer. You know, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's really yeah. ideal. Um, okay, so. Who is your mentor? Like, do you have a like a online mentor? Do you have a who is the person that you say, okay, this is the person that is helping me in this game to stay focused and to stay disciplined? Do you have a mentor? So, um, yeah, I am in the two CCX coaching program. So okay. it's Russell's high ticket coaching program. Yeah. Um, and in there, there's an amazing network of people who you know are all doing this sort of stuff in their own businesses and stuff. So, um, it, I don't know if I have one person that I go to for things, but I have a really, I have a really good mind for like who does what, right? So if I need help like running ads and doing traffic, like I have like four or five people in mind that I can go to and ask, right? And they know me and I know them and it's like a nice relationship that we can just help each other out. Whereas if I know like I need to figure out something about, um, you know, copywriting, I know a handful of copywriters. If I need a design person, I know a handful of designers, right? If I need, um, you know, all these different areas. So it's like, it, it depends what I'm doing at the time. Um, but I should, and I plan on getting more of like a one-on-one -on -one coach soon that I can really go to for uh, bigger picture things. Mm -hmm. Because as I continue to grow and scale and, you know, get more success, I think that's going to be huge for me. It's just yeah. having somebody there that can say, hey, look, you should do this instead of mm -hmm. this, right? Make mm -hmm. those decisions so that I don't have to fall in the pit and, you know, figure it out. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be huge. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know, loosely, like a loose version of the word mentor. Um, I love, I obviously follow everything that Russell does. Um, for my webinar stuff, I really like Joel Irway. He's the guy that um, helps Russell with his webinars and does a lot of stuff. I love Frank Kern. I love his personality. Um, you know, I just think he's like hilarious and laid back and like doesn't care. And I feel like I'm kind of that way too. So I, like, I, I love everything that he does and I follow all of his stuff. Um, a uh, stricter version of the word mentor. I don't know. Like I said, probably I have little mentors in like every niche that I can go to and ask for help. So I, it's so important. And that's why that's, I think the most valuable thing about paying for the, the high ticket coaching and the community and everything mm -hmm. is just that I have people who are good at everything. 
just at arm's length, right? So if I ever run into a problem here, um, you know, I have a funnel guy, I have a copy guy, I have a, a design person, I have like all, all this uh, systems and strategy and like I know who to go to uh, no matter where I'm struggling or where I need help. That is really awesome. I like that idea. It's, it's, so you, you basically have your own network of superstars. <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly. And I think that's super important because, you know, it's amazing because I can go into, you know, like the 2CCX community in the Facebook group and I can say, um, like I literally just did this last week and I'm like, hey, I need um, a JV and affiliate partnership manager, right? And so, like I got like four people's names right there wow. just in comments. And like I, I went and I vetted them out real quick and I found somebody who was great. And, you know, now we're, we're talking. I got yeah. on a call with them a couple of days ago. And I'm going through their process and their system. So, you know, it's just... Yeah, so it's like really there's people out there for everything. Um, if, if I were you, you know, figure out who those people are, right? So I have it in mind. What are what are all the essential pieces in this this business or this thing that I'm doing, right? Mm -hmm. Systems, um, you know, design, marketing, um, whatever. You know, mm -hmm. maybe you need a salesperson. Go figure out where are the salespeople. Yes. So it, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It's about the who, not the how. Uh -huh. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Gotta have a who for everything. <laughs> exactly and it's not a good idea to be the what or the who in everything you don't need to you don't need to do everything in your business that's the key correct okay correct. so with your business this is the second odd question so with your business um you know obviously you've grown a lot as a person i can see it the way you know like you present yourself so with your journey your entrepreneurial journey um have you felt like there has been relationships that has been um, compromised in that. I'm asking this question because I have students that doesn't want to do certain things as in like, you know, you shop their Facebook profile. So it's more like a businessy type thing or little things here and there because they're also worried about people neglecting them, you know, like family and friends. Is that something that you feel was a compromise for you? Um, it was, it was a little tough at first being mm -hmm. like, you know, especially, you know, deleting friends and family off Facebook. Like I had everybody in one day, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do it. People are saying to do it, whatever. And I did it. And the thing is, I don't miss seeing what my old high school, you know, classmates are doing. Like it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. Um, at the same time, I, they don't need to be seeing what I'm doing. Right. So it's like, I wouldn't post like marketing and sales funnel stuff because I knew that they were all there and, and watching. It was just, it was weird, you know? So it, it frees you a little bit, you know, it's almost like liberating to go and delete all of them because then there's nobody to judge you and you can do whatever you want. Right. So now the people who are judging me are the people that I don't know. So I don't know. It starts with a neutral impression. And if you just, you know, go up from there, then I don't know, you're going to win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, as far as those relationships, don't care about them, whatever. Um, but, you know, of course there's compromise along the way too. Um, you know, especially in the beginning, um, like I moved in with my girlfriend a little over a year ago. So it's difficult because we both work on our own schedule. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes she'll be home and she'll have like four or five hours off and she'll want to hang out. And it's like, I, I have to do things um, like this. And, you know, she's out there in the living room. And before we got on this call, she's like, Hey, you almost done. And I'm like, well, I don't know, another 30, 40 minutes. She's like, all right, fine. So like, it, it's all about compromise there um, with her, especially since we both work on our own schedules. And it's like, I have so much stuff that needs to get done and should be getting done. And it's like, I have to kind of pick and choose, but um, you know, so it, it's, that's one thing that I probably have struggled with is yeah. trying to balance between, you know, those relationships and, mm -hmm. you know, making this happen, make all this grow. So 
Um, it, it is tough, and I don't know if I figured it out yet. I don't think I have. <laughs> um, but I, I'm trying to do other things to help it out, right? So I recently started um, listening to Stacy and Paul Martino's Relationship Transformer podcast, right? Um, so you get little things from there. So I don't, I don't know. I'm not an expert in that area by any means, but you know, <laughs> always working to get there. <laughs> well, at least you are trying. You know, you are at least putting yourself out there and working on the things that matters to you, which is important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Okay, last question. A little bit of a statement. Sure. If you sure. have any advice for new entrepreneurs that wants to do this entrepreneurial game, but they're not exactly sure, you know, how to jump in and all of that. What would the advice be? Um, gosh, there's so many things. I would say, like, especially when you're right in the beginning, you just got to go and test things, right? Like, a lot of people, they jump and they start doing, like, affiliate marketing, and then they go and they start doing funnel stuff, and then like they go all over, but it's not bad. It's not a bad thing, right? So I've been through a lot of different things. Like I was on eBay and I went to Amazon and then I went to funnels and then I started doing a lot of avatar stuff and now I'm doing webinar stuff. And I don't know if this is the end all be all thing, you know, but it's just important to go and test it and don't look at it as a failure just because you're not doing it anymore, right? Yes. Um, so I think that's really important is just going out and testing a lot of things because mm. chances are you're not going to figure out exactly what your thing is for a long time. And I don't know if we really ever figure it out. I'm not sure. <laughs> right. So yeah. I don't know. Um, that, that's what it would be. It's just go out and test some things. If it doesn't work out, whatever. Like you have to be so okay with like it not working out. Um, and just knowing that, you know, it will eventually. Yes. Right? Like it's, it's not in my head. It, it, like what if this doesn't work? It's never like, oh, I failed or anything. It's just, okay, what's the next thing? Right. Mm -hmm. I think once you develop that mentality, um, you know, you empower yourself a lot, for sure. Yes. Oh, that's great advice. It is so awesome. Because uh, a lot of people, they start this game, they have one failure, and then they're like, oh, I can't do this, instead of just trying again and again until you actually succeed, you know. So mm -hmm. that's awesome advice. Thank you, Brendan. I really appreciate your time on this interview. It was fun chatting to you. I've learned a lot, that's for sure. And I'm sure the audience have done as well. How can they reach out to you? Where's your email address, website, all of that stuff? Um, yeah, for sure. So first of all, thank you so much for inviting me on. I had a good time and you, you kind of, I don't know, I feel like I stumbled over a couple of questions, but it's good because you know, it, it, brings, it brings the good stuff out of me. So um, yeah. where can people find me? They can find me uh, in a few different places. So I also have a podcast, it's called What the Funnel. So you can go to What the Funnel on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify, whatever you listen to. Um, listen to me more there. You mm -hmm. can go to uh, find me on Facebook, Brendan Kelly, B-R-E-N-D-A-N-K-E-L-L-Y. Um, I'm pretty responsive on there and pretty active. Um, I would also say if you want to learn more about avatar stuff, mm -hmm. go to funnelavatar.com, funnelavatar.com. Um, I did a whole like six hour masterclass on basically the process that I just told you guys uh, mm -hmm. about. Nice. So yeah, there's a lot of content there. Go and eat it up. Um, yeah, I think that's good enough. Oh, my email, um, brendan at bkellyprofits.com. Awesome. If you want to see more about my stuff and my services, bkellyprofits.com. That's awesome. And we'll, we'll drop the links on the bottom as well. So, you know, it will be easier. But that's really, really great. Thank you so much for your time and have a great evening. All right, Joy. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Talk thank to you soon. You. Bye.